And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. And we're live. How are you, Ash? Ready to rock? Ready to go, Brandon. Good stuff. All right, guys, welcome everybody to the Fighting Fit Show again. So this week we have Ashlyn Matthews, and she is honestly one of our um, most uh, accredited athletes that we have here in the gym. So, you know, absolutely top-level sprinter. Ash, why don't you tell the guys um, just kind of a little bit about your credentials. What are some of the achievements that you picked up over the years? Yeah, so I started back into running when I was 36. So I'm a master. Once you go over 35, you're in a master's category. I ran when I was younger and I gave it up and it was the biggest regret I ever had. So I decided to give it a go, get back into it. Um, so just joined Blackrock AC two years ago, nearly two years ago now, um, and started training with them. They have a lot of girls, teenage girls, that I can train with. Um, they're sprinters. Um, Coach Mary Scanlon is fantastic. Um, training with her at the minute. Um, going to be fun times now come November because we're going to be racing against each other. So, um, but that look that brought me back into athletics again. As I said, as a teacher, I always run around. I was five years, gave it up. Uh, biggest regret. So, just over the last couple of years, competing in the Masters, I competed in the Louds, the Leinsters, the Nationals, both indoors and outdoors. So the indoor season starts through your winter training and it starts in January, March. And then you go to the outdoor season in August. Um, okay. Okay. So I've been I've been competing for the last, I suppose, competitively really for the last two and a half three years, uh, but taking a lot more serious over the last two years really. Um, change everything to to go back into it. I'm not doing it in a half hours. Uh, change everything from gyms to trainers to clubs, um, routine, food. Change everything to give it a hundred percent. I'm not. There's no point in putting all the time and training and only doing fifty percent of my ability. Like so, I've really trained everything. Uh, change everything to try and get back into it and thoroughly enjoying it. Like I absolutely love what I'm doing and uh, it's going well. So see how the season, the rest of the season goes. If we get races at the end of the season. Yeah. So, uh, where, where would you describe yourself as? Maybe um, did you do it before and not take it serious? When I was younger, like. Yeah. Okay. Was that? Well, no, when I was younger, I competed from when I was, was about six. I ran with Dundalgan AC. Um, a lot of us did from the area I lived in, um, down the Gee. A lot of us ran with Dundalgan. Oh, I took it very serious then. My last competitive race was under 17s in the schools. Um, and then, like everyone else, I just started growing up and gone out and met boys and you know yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have, I had my daughter then when I was 20. Um, okay. I was at college and I had my daughter when I was 20 and as I said it was just one of the biggest regrets I have of giving it up and yeah. um, the early 30s I was talking to my partner we were sitting talking here one evening and he was like you know anything you regret or anything you miss and I was like giving up running he's like why don't you start again yeah. at that stage starting early 30s I would have been coming to the end of the seniors and all the seniors now are kind of 19, 20 and you've got Molly Scotts of, of that are competing in Europeans and stuff so you're kind of coming out of the seniors and heading towards masters and to start then, like, it was a massive jump in level-wise and ability, so I said I'd hang on until I hit 35 to hit the Masters. So, um, no, look, delighted to be back at it. Absolutely love it. Um, competing is just brilliant. And Look, I'm one of these people that's like, if someone tells me, oh, you're nearly 40 now, what are you at? I'm like, so, it's a number, yeah. you know? Like, why can't you do it? If something you yeah. love doing it, why can't you do it? Like, I suppose people keep, people kind of just kind of do it for, uh, for the accolades and for the, the status. They don't do it for themselves. Yeah, that's that's the thing exactly. Like I, I'm more so of the, of the mindset kind of, um, age is only a number. If you enjoy getting up, if you go train, love training every evening or every day or whatever you train, like why not do it? Like, I go to races. Don't get me wrong, you love to win medals, but for me personally, it's more about PBs and knowing I did better than I did two months ago and that all my training and all my sacrifices are are, are worth it. Like in the end. Yeah, I suppose an awful lot of people as well as it wouldn't be fit to take up a sport. Uh, you know. 33, 35, to kind of let the, the wheels fall off. Yeah, that's it too. Look, as, as I said, I didn't run for years. I played soccer as well when I was younger. I played soccer with Keith Celtic's ladies team when I was younger as well. 
Um, but I, was, I always had a form of fitness. I was always at a gym where I always was, was jo likely jogging three and five kids, never enjoyed them, mind you, but it was just for fitness. Um, yeah. I was always into fitness. Like I've been in different gyms over the years and stuff like that. I'd never give up that end of it. So there was a basic level there, nothing compared to kind of where I'm at now. I'm probably the fittest I ever was going back now. But um, back then, I, I always had something to do. I was never, we were always into fitness in the house here, me and my partner and that as well. And, and it was just something that was that was always there. I suppose the basics were there. Yeah. And what what's your um, what's your like biggest achievement? Like, what's your biggest uh, out of everything you've ever done? What are you most proud of? My daughter. Oh, that's unreal. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, she's nineteen. Um, now, no, she's she's at college now and she's studying and stuff. But yeah, look. Apart from that, um, I it's a big achievement for me personally getting back to running because it was something that was the one regret. Look, you only have one life. You you have to live it. I don't want to look back when I'm 60 or 70 and go, oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. It's, you, can, you can go back to it. Look, I have loads of friends that are like, what are you thinking? You're nearly 40 and you're out running and you're training seven and eight, nine times a week. What are you at? Like, you enjoy doing it. I, I don't want, I want to live my life and not look back and go, look, I should have tried this and I should have. I'm on all for trying stuff. I'm always up for a new challenge anyhow. That's just my, my personality. That's just the way I am. But I don't want to look back and not not have done something I wanted to try somewhere along the way. That's a great way you kind of looked at there as well, actually, because like if you look back to where you were now, let's say when you're 17, so you're 35 odd now, whatever it is, you look back when you're 18, you're like, oh, geez, you know, like I wish I hadn't quit. Like if you were, if you were like, if you were 50 or 60, you would have been like, I should have started when I was 35. That's it, exactly. Yeah, chicken. yeah that's, that's the thing. Like I look at, like we go to these events and it said, roll masters. So master starts from 35s up to whatever, like there's, People still competing over 70 and 75 of them events. There's yeah. a man turns up to these events that is, I think he's 81, they said, and he still throws a shot pot, three kilo shot pot at 81 years of age. Like, you, you can do whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. And um, it's just up to you to motivate yourself to do it, or if you really want it that bad, like you can. But uh, look, it, as I said, it's just my personality is I love sport, I love challenge, I love being strong, I love feeling fit. Uh, and I think I'll always be like that, unless touch wood, nothing ever happens health wise or anything. But like, apart from that, I think that's just always my mindset. My partner's the same, so it helps when both of us are like this in the house. Um, yeah. And my daughter's the same; she's running now at the minute as well. So when it when it's in the house like that, it's a lot easier to do it. But yeah. um, it's look, anybody out there that wants to, or, or always said oh, I should have done or I should have tried. There's always something like the masters that we have met and the friends we have met over the last few years. Um, through being back, being back at athletics is just phenomenal. Like, and you'd always have it, like, but you can carry on as long as you're fit to life. Yeah. Definitely. I suppose, well, for you guys, um, when you go there and you kind of surround yourself in that community, like, I mean, if you're sitting at home and you're 35 and all your 35 year old friends are, you know, essentially, you know, couch potatoes, and for you to then go, oh, I'm going to go out and go for a run and all that kind of stuff, like, their frame is. Like, you're the only one doing that, so far as I know. So, as far as I'm concerned, there's no model for that. Like, that's not a thing that's done. But as soon as you arrive out there, not only do you see a 35-year-old giving it a go, you see, like, elite athletes, like, people kicking ass and would leave young bucks in the dust. You know what sort of way? Like, that's it. And that's one of the things that I, that I love about it. And funny, we have a, we a WhatsApp group there with, with a, a lady I race against from Donegal and another lady from England. She's a coach in England as well. And like that banter that's going on all the time is is kind of around that like mindset as well. Like it's it's one of the ladies in particular is like she she ran again like me as a teenager and competed at a at a very high level as a teenager. And she said over the last three or four years that she actually realised there was masters out there and there was people of our age like getting up and actually going and competing and, and, and enjoying. It. And her friends, some of her friends now taking up running. But my friend even that never ran. I've taken up running as well. Like anybody could do it. Like if you really want something, like it's there. It's just about getting up, motivating yourself, and setting yourself a challenge, and getting up and doing it. Like yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah, and what did any any kind of thing that draw you to sprinting in, in particular? Or was it just kind of something you're strong at? What got you into it? Um, when I was younger, I always sprinted. It was always hundred meters. It was always my main event when I was younger. When I when I when I started with doing that, my mom was a sprinter. Um, my mom was a sprinter back back in the day, and she says uh, she got to the stage where she could represent Ireland, but it came down to red tape between different federations and stuff that she couldn't go. There's two federations at the time, and she was, you want to say, in the wrong one, and she didn't, she couldn't go. But she was the fastest lady in her category, like 
but it's in, it's in obviously in the genes like um if she was a sprinter yes you know my sister laura laura is a distance runner but my two uncles both sides of the family my mom's side and my dad's side all distance runners and very good distance runners so i don't know it's strange that the two of us have completely different um one's a sprinter and one's a distance runner but it was really my mom from from when we were younger set, signed us up to the running club and i just took a love to sprinting absolutely yeah. i love i love the power of it and i love the like going for three three k and a five k, I'll do it because I'll set myself a challenge of doing it. But I don't enjoy it. Like yeah, I love just the pure power of down the track. It's over in thirteen and a half seconds. Like and that's that's it. Intense. Like, very intense. Yeah, 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 it is. But I love it, and that's why it was tying in the gym. That's why I love the weights, and that's why I love the, the yeah. powerful walk in the gym as well. Like it's kind of like gambling in a sense. It's just like it's so, like it's so like for toxic. Like it's you I can imagine you're on the start line there, and the margin for error is so small. Yeah, you know, like if you even just have a lapse for a half a second and you miss it, like that, like getting that half second back would be nearly impossible. That's it, and and um, as you said there, like with the sprinting, it comes down to one one hundredth of a second. Like yeah. this is compared to that, and if if you don't, when you hear that bang of that gun, if you stall for two one hundredths of a second, that could be a race over. Like it's all to do with that that initial impact, and it's it's the intensity of it. Like yeah, what's the what's the highlight when you win? What's the what, sorry? What's the highlight when you win? Oh, it's just unbelievable. You come across that line, half the time you don't even realise because you're just in a zone and you just have a zone. And for me, I just pick a spot and I just run to that spot and whatever happens. Yeah. Like I run my race, it's not about worrying who's coming or who's ahead of me or whatever. Yeah. I know I know what my, my I suppose, best bits are of a race and I know what my worst bits are of a race and I know what, where, where I can win or lose a race. But crossing that line and realising that your name comes up on the screen or whatever else, it's just like, all that hard work and sacrifices was just worth it. Like, class. Um, it, 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 it is, it's a class feeling. And it's, it's, I find it's driving back down the road to come home because it's normally in Dublin or Tullamore or at Lone. It's then you're, when you're analysing everything in your head, it's like, you know, it's in the last few weeks where I didn't go out at the weekends or I didn't have a drink or I had clean and I, I didn't do various different things it was all worth it for this. For it this comes moment. together. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, did, did you ever have any kind of challenges um, with your races? Like, what was the biggest? And uh, ever ever have any major obstacles come come against you? Not really. Um, well, I suppose from March there, uh, obviously COVID came in and that happened in the meantime, and that kind of put a stall to all races and everything. We were all locked down. But the tear of my hamstring obviously slowed a lot of stuff down. So I found it very very frustrating that I couldn't train and I couldn't do a lot of stuff over the last few months. Uh, I did obviously train away. You guys were brilliant, to be fair. You just give me um, workouts for upper body and core work, and I was doing that. Training two and three times a day here in the house, like just just to do something because I'm used to doing something. Like yeah. coming up to race races and stuff where I know when I could kind of place, I'm training up to nine times a week, like between running and the gym and stuff. So, but injury, injury is the main thing. Like, and yeah. I've been lucky since I changed clubs and since I changed gyms and since I changed my whole outlook and. And my plan, um, I have been completely injury free. This was just, I was just unlucky with this. Before that, I would have been plagued with a lot of injuries, but a lot of it down to my own fault. Like I was in different gyms and not just in any gyms at all. But I wasn't, I wasn't doing it right. I was going in and I was deadlifting. I was deadlifting the last gym I was in, 110 kilos. And then I'm trying to run the next night and I couldn't understand why I was sore on my knee or sore on my hamstring or my quad or whatever. You just can't do that. Like it has to yeah. be short, sharp kind of movements as well. Like and you have plyometrics in it. And I had to. I had. It took me a while to figure that out. It did take yeah. me a while to figure that out. I couldn't understand why I was so strong yet. I couldn't go out and I couldn't pull the times off I wanted to. Or I was feeling niggles, or I was feeling tight and I was too tired to run. And it took me a while to figure all that out. And over the last two years, and what you guys two years now in August since I started there and I physically I have a diary of a training diary and I put everything into it and I watch what I'm doing and it's only then I started realizing like instead of going out and maybe deadlifting 110 if I go out and I deadlift 30 but I'm doing more reps it's benefiting me a lot more yeah. um, Look, when the running days are over I'd love to go into kind of powerlifting or something just give it a go and see what it's yeah. like but that's that's completely different like I can't go out and sprint when I'm when I'm lifting heavy like that I know that but I do know obviously I need so much of that for my power as well because me personally for my race my 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 block start for me is where i i do well in my races the power coming out of the blocks and normally i'm normally ahead at that stage in races um so i know what i need from that but i also need it took me a while to learn 
to get the balance right, basically on it. Um, but I have, I have a right now because my times are improving all the time. Like so, obviously there's room for improvement with everybody, and there still will be, and always, always will for everything. But um, no, I have, I have that balance right now, so I know what I need to do when I'm training. But yeah, um, yeah, it is. yeah. And and do you do you see an end for for the running? Oh no, I'm gonna keep going forever. Be, be granny, and I'll still be running for the crack. Yeah, you. So be on the podcast talking done. about you. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there's this. Oh, look, I've no sign moment. of giving it up. I've no. Yeah. I, I don't. I've only. I'm only. I'm like three and a half years in total, and I'm two years series competing. Three and a half years in total. No, the forty category now for this. Uh, going into I'm um, forty nine November, so we're heading into that new category. And to be fair, in Irish athletics at the minute, it's the the category and the, the people that have in it, like the the phenomenal, like one girl ran in, in a meet there the other night, Wednesday night, thirteen point one nine for hundred meters at forty years of age. Um, so the the athletes that have um, it's going to be a very very tough five years. Um, do, you have any, do, you have any, do you have any kind of gauge just for anybody listening who maybe doesn't know anyone's friend do you have any kind of gauge like what, what do you reckon let's say just your average person would do 100 metres in that's a good question average person to be honest which I don't know Brandon um, I can tell you that the 35 to 40 age category for Irish athletics the record is I think it's 1268 and that lady that lady would be miles ahead of kind of where we where are the next to it is 1301 Okay. Um, that's so that's the a big jump. Yeah, big jump. She she's an international athlete. She's a phenomenal uh, lady. She's doing pentathlon at the minute. I don't know to be honest with you for for average. I know um the likes of Molly Scott, who's one of the top sprinters, or Haitians, um from Dundalk or Gina uh, Moses from Dundalk. They're all low thirteen seconds for those ladies. So average, I don't know. I'd guess fourteen, fifteen. I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's funny you ask that a lot of people like we, we, we a lot of band with a lot of the, the distance runners and anyone can go out and run 100 metres the right anybody can go out and run, yeah. run 100 it's the same way as I can go out and run 3k it might take me a serious long time but yeah. anybody can do anything they want but um, it's just about getting everything right like. yeah do you remember what your, your starting time was for 100 metres like back back in the day maybe when you first started when I started as a teenager yeah. No, I've no idea. I've no, no idea. I can't, and I'm mad I don't remember because I would have loved. Or look, in hindsight, looking back, I'm mad I didn't log everything. I log all my times now. I'm mad I didn't log it so I could look back then. Like I got to the community games finals, which were the All Irelands, um, when I was I think it was under 13s and 14s, like which would have been at a good level at that stage. But no, I can't remember. Um, going back, and I'm mad as I don't have it anywhere. I never kept note of it. But at that age, it was just like uh, go out and run and get your medals, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Time for me wasn't really a big factor then. Um, yeah. what, what about what about when you went back the first time? So after kind of starting your career again. Yeah, God, I was slow. Um, fourteen ah. four was my first hundred meters. Fourteen four, back. like that. What's so funny is like that doesn't seem that far away from thirteen, like thirteen four or fourteen four thirteen, like. That's it, like, and it's like my PB last year was my PB is thirteen forty nine, and it's a full second nearly off, and sends nothing. Yeah. But in sprinting terms, it's it's massive. Like it can yeah. be, as I said, it could be a gold medal. It could be no medal. Yeah. Okay. And what what what? Any idea? Would you say Bolt would be the bigger turner? What's his time? Nine seven nine, I think. Nine seven nine. You saying Bolt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh he's, he's, ending, he's down in nine seconds. He's. I think it's nine seven nine. His. Uh, any any idea who broke the ten second mark first? Sorry. Any idea who broke the ten second mark first? No, I don't. No, I, don't, I know there was a meet on there during the week. I was just actually reading it there earlier on, and there was I think three or four la- or two lads in the race, one under ten, 10 seconds at this stage in the season after lockdown, like and stuff, which is just phenomenal. It's like it's mad to think that like a local meet is under ten seconds, and then Usain Bolt is nine seven nine, like it's that close. No, 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 a, a local meet is it? Sorry. Yeah, as I said, oh no, it's not a local meet. No, 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 Usain Bolt. Um, yeah. Obviously, nine seconds. No, it was one of the meets that was on. I don't know, it was in America or Jamaica. Okay, there, it was a big, big boy event. Week. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. That's sorry, man. Um, I'm so, I'm no, sorry. I was just saying, there's a talk of making a comeback as well, Bolt. So that oh, he, he stopped, didn't he? Yeah, he retired. He retired a couple of years ago. I didn't know that. Very yeah, much. he's talking about making a comeback now. So he's, uh, he's, definitely, he's definitely one of the heroes now. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, who doesn't know Usain Bolt? Like, he pretty much, like, made sprinting, uh, like, a, what would you say, a popular sport, like, really brought it into the into public view, I think. Yeah, it definitely did. And, and his, the personality seems to have as well, like, he, he puts on a show for everybody, too, which is, you, you can tell he's enjoy. obviously, everyone enjoys it, that's why they do it, but you can tell he actually enjoys it and he involves the crowd at different meets and stuff. Yeah. And any idea, kind of, what separates him from, from everybody else, or? No, tips. I don't, because like when you look at him, like and you normally see him on a starting line, he's head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah, you know, and you'd you'd imagine like obviously I'm I'm small, but you'd imagine for for taller people like that coming out of the blocks would be an awful lot harder. Mm. Um, that's why he doesn't always get the best starts. If you look back in his races, he doesn't always get the best starts, but he's got the endurance then after okay. that. And I don't know if it's down to his stride or his leg length or anything that helps, but. Um, he's always heads and shoulders above everybody, but again, if you, as I said, if you, the, the smaller guys in the block seem to get away quicker, but he just eats up the track after that, like, and there's just yeah, it's just lower center of gravity helps him kind of yeah, okay, exactly, yeah. It's mad because it, because it, it really interests me because it's such a short sport, yeah. all the little things matter, monumental, like it's so crazy. It is like, and it's again, it's only really when I'm back comparatively in the last couple of years. They actually break your race down. Normally, it used to be like you just go in your own 100 meters. Like, and obviously, yeah. the blocks is a big part of it. But breaking the race down, different stages and stuff, and realizing where you should be at. And that's, that's where races are won or lost. Like, it really is. And it's, it's, it's sitting back and after a training session, analyzing your videos or getting your coach to analyze your videos. And my coach, Mary, she's brilliant. Like, she'll record me when, when I'm training and she'll look back. She'll go, no, look, your hips need to be higher here or you need to lift your knees higher here. And, it's things like that that you need that you can work on. Maybe when I was younger, it was just like, yeah, I just go out, run this race, you know, and, and that's it. You didn't think about different stages or 100 meters. Move your legs quicker. Yeah? Move, just move your legs quicker. Move your legs quicker. Get the knees higher, move the legs quicker. Pump yeah. them arms, get to the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, if, if you've seen the video me and Chris put up there, I, I thought it was hilarious because I never see myself running. And my goodness, I look like an absolute idiot. It's so oh, funny. White arms. I... And all up my yeah. shirt. It's so a little a little short steps. Oh, it's so funny. That's no to be technique. fair. That's that's my I I very short steps for sprinting. Very very short steps. Um, but look through the years again, trial and error. I tried to lengthen them and I kept picking up injuries. So I just I just work with what I have. And yeah, okay. For me personally, it's just about more of the power of the step off the ground, hmm. um, to try and lift the knees slightly higher that I'm working on at the minute. But again, that was all stalled for the last four months just with the injury. But that's yeah. what I'm kind of focusing on now, technical kind of stuff I'm working on now, just to try and get the, the flow right and the rhythm right. Yeah, I was looking at a bio biomechanical running, and it was like this whole. Uh, it almost it literally looked like a like a, I don't know what you'd call it. A, 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 one of the attachments on a, on the wheel of a train, you know, it's yeah. just kind of in this cyclical motion, and it's like the the knee comes, you know, it comes up high, the foot pulls to the butt. It drops down, it kind of comes at an angle, pushes off the ball of the foot, the heel comes back to the butt again, and just this like this unbelievable yeah, movement. And, then, and when I see myself running, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a different a different movement. That that's it, and that's why at the all our sessions, any training session, it's all drills. You do yeah. all drills at the start of your run to try and train your body to actually do those motions and those movements and and um, that's again that's it's down to making the big difference in times and races and stuff to have the motion right like as i said earlier anyone can go out and run 100 meter race exactly yeah if you want to go out and compete in it you have to get the mechanics right um and that that does there's a lot of work in that end of it and um, the drills like we focus maybe 25 minutes at the start of each training session just doing all our drills to try and get your the memory i suppose in your, in your legs um to keep that in place when you actually when you do start to take off yeah um, just Drill, 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 and then hopefully when it comes down to it, you can forget it all and just do what feels natural kind of thing. That's it, exactly. The drills ingrained into the muscles in the body. Exactly, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just yeah, getting it into the mind of, of the muscle and just getting it, get moving in that motion the whole time. Yeah. And what, uh, what kind of is your approach to, to diet with it all? Like, how do you kind of fix up your diet when you're maybe on-season or off-season? What's your approach? Coming up to races, obviously, I, I change it. I try and get as much carbs in, and I don't eat a lot of. Two days before I, I run, I don't eat a lot of meat, um, steak, beef, chicken, or anything like that, because um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, I find it very hard to digest it coming up to race. So it's kind of, I just build on carbs for the couple of days beforehand. Um, in general, coming up to a race, I just try and eat cleaner than I ever would. Like, I generally would be okay diet-wise. I would normally have one day a week anyhow that's not not the best day. Um, but I try and hold out throughout the week to have one of those days as my yeah. kind of treat or reward, if you want to call it. But no, coming up to race, it's just trying to clean it up a wee bit more, more veg. Uh, obviously, good meals, good time, plenty of sleep. It's not always ideal. Obviously, you have to live your life and work, get the balance right and stuff like that. But just trying to clean it up more vegetables, more fruit into the diet, make sure I'm taking my protein, my creatine um, after I train and just re getting rest and stuff. So it's just changing the whole. Look, I try and do that on a normal, on a normal basis. As I said earlier, look, when, I'm, when I'm back running, I'm not, I'm not half doing it. I'm trying to do it right in, in all aspects of it. Like I'm putting a lot of investment into it as well to, to get it right. So there's no point in kind of training and eating crap all the time or, can I, don't get me wrong, I like, I like well, when you could go out at the weekend, I like going out, but if I know there's a race coming up, like, I won't, I won't drink yeah. or anything like that, and I'll go out and I'll be the sensible one, and I'll go home early. But when I'm off-season, like, I'll, I'll be the opposite, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, know, I know when to balance it, and I know I have to balance it, but, yeah, it's just, it's just about being mindful of it. Like, there's no point in going into a race and walking away from a race and going, if I had it right all week, I could have done better. Mm. I would rather walk away from a race, maybe with no medal or no PB, and go. I've done everything I could possibly do. I ate right, I I trained right, I I ran to the best of my ability. It just wasn't my day. Someone was better than me in the day, and I would never want to look back at a race for that reason. Yeah, yeah, it would be it'd be very tough to swallow. Yeah, definitely. But like, you know yourself, you competed for years as well. Like if, if you try and do everything right coming up to it, and it just doesn't happen on the day. There's other reasons outside reasons outside your control for that. Yeah. And that's fine. That's you, you just have to get over that. Like somebody might have trained harder or someone was just better on the day. And a lot of it, unfortunately, with the racing comes down to on the day, anything can happen. Yeah. Um, but I love walking away from a race. Going, yeah, look, I've done everything I did. I didn't get a medal. I didn't get a PB. Nothing else I could have done today. Yeah. But if I had known I was out the weekend beforehand or something and I, I don't know, bugger and chip or whatever coming home or whatever, you know, like it's, it's like, what was, what was the point in training for the last six months for that? I was just going to do that. Like, yeah how do you get yourself into that mindset because i know obviously like when i was a kid um, i had no discipline like I, like it was great because boxing forced me to have discipline because i did take some heavy losses and the next time that i came around to it you know you just kind of had to just had to suck it up because like you said you were uh well i was a poor poorly disciplined teenager going into a fight made the wrong decision beforehand got into the fight either didn't make it well i actually think i always made the weight but made the weight badly got the head kicked to me and um you know just the next time around you were just kind of like right i have to take this a little more seriously if i really do want to pain of the loss and knowing that it was kind of my fault um yeah. really motivated me for the next time do you kind of anything like that like what gets you into that mindset where you're like you know i can't i have to take this seriously it's it's, it's like you said there it's it's the feeling of what i felt when that didn't go right the last time yeah the feeling of walking away from that race knowing if I hadn't have done this or if I hadn't have done that, as I said earlier, I don't mind walking away from a race. I just didn't walk on the day. That would yeah. happen. It's just life. But it's the feeling of if I had done this different during the week or if I had have not stayed up watching whatever Netflix or whatever the case and be the night before and didn't get enough sleep uh, or if I hadn't gone out the weekend before. It's that feeling. I it always use that feeling to go, no, I'm not letting that happen to me again. Yeah. Or I, tra I, tra I train too hard. Like I have too much time away from my family training. To come up to a race and not be sensible about yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like it's it, it's it's if you want it that bad, you'll do what you need to do. You know, yeah. like I'm an adult, I know what I need to do to get to where I want to be. You know, as I said, mm -hmm. if it doesn't work on the day, it doesn't work on the day. But at least if I can walk away from a race and go one hand and heart, I done everything I could possibly do for that race, and it didn't work. Fair enough, like that's just the way it is. But yeah. let's say, as I said, I'm grown up. I I know I know what needs to be done. Or what doesn't need to be done coming up to it? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was a case of um, I, like I can lose an awful lot more gracefully now, you know. Whereas yeah. I used to, I used to take the heart, man. I used to cry an awful lot. Like I used to take it personally, like very, very personally, to the point where I, like it was almost self self esteem destroying. You just feel so awful about yourself, just absolutely. Awful. And it was, it was. I think it was a two part. It was one because I, I don't think I was fully sure of what exactly I needed to do, or maybe it was more like. I generally didn't develop the skills yet because I was only starting out in the sport. 
And because yeah. I was very good at the sport, when you'd meet a master or somebody who's way more versed than you and they would lay it out in front of you, like that was a that was a real humbler. And that's that yeah. that's a hard hard thing to swallow. And then on top of that to know that the parts that you could have done right that you didn't do right, you know, it makes it makes losing very, very bitter. Whereas now, like I remember my last few fights that I lost, like I walk away with a smile on my face and it's like hundred percent I understand why I lost now, you know. I'm gonna learn from that, I'm gonna take that and fight in my trainer next time. Whereas when I was younger, I just had the gumption to do that. Yeah, and that's what you said there. Like it is, you need to look back and analyze and say, what can I take away from that? Like there's, there's always a positive out of everything. Yeah, I might feel it at the time, but there is always a positive out of everything. Like my my nationals race there in in March that I got the silver and bronze in. To the bronze in the in the, the two hundred and the two hundred is not my favorite event by any way, shape, or form. But I started training for it over the last six months previous to to, to March, and the girl that bet me second place. I've been beating her all season. But look, it just wasn't my day. I hurt myself warming up and, and that was just it. I'd done the damage there and she was a better athlete on the day. You think that extending yourself onto 200 metres did anything to do it while you got injured? Um, no, well, physio-wise now, it's, it's, a lot of it's to do with my mechanics. It's to do with the place of my foot on the ground. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, Really, when you're when you're running, like your your foot, he was telling me is like heel, kind of ball of foot, toe outside of your foot. That's the kind of motion you should be at. I was heel outside of my foot, toe and ball. I was kind of the opposite way. A little bit inverted. Uh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So he said that caused that caused a problem. He says it didn't just. He says yeah, obviously a tore. He says and you did get a, a serious enough injury. I already said, but it was just it was a gradual thing. Yeah. I felt I felt a niggle the week before. I didn't think getting over. I I kind of kept going. I didn't. It didn't get any worse. Um, I kept going. I was still able to run. Um, but just the the day of the race warming up, I felt it before the sixty meters. I knew it before. I knew coming out of the blocks in the sixty meters that I wasn't in full flow. But look, the girl that, that won it, she was a better athlete. That has literally happened to me. Like I literally had, and it's just such an awful coincidence because I remember, like, and maybe, maybe it's not such a coincidence because you do kind of ramp yourself up before the event. But I remember, like, two, two, three years in a row, I got sick the day or day or two before the event. Really? Like, trained my ass off, did everything right, and then on the day, literally was getting sick in the toilet, and it like, and it wasn't nerves because I've, I've had nerves sick before. Yeah. Like this was I just caught the flu. Yeah. And I, I, it's a little bit to do with the fact that the, the competitions are around, you know, October, November time. You know, it's nearly yeah. flu season anyway. Yeah. But so disheartening. You know, it oh, literally it was. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's very hard. Like the, the couple of weeks now after the nationals, I was just, I was just so frustrated. I was like, why couldn't it happen to me? And then there was a week where I kind of. I, look, everybody in 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 sprinting and distance running. I don't know much about distance running, but I know for sprinting, like I know when I peak in a season. I, I'm yeah. in race five. I peak in race five, and that's 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 always the way it has been for me. How, how do you mean race five? Race five into the where's five that competitive races. Oh, oh cool. Okay, race, okay. I always get my best time. That's the way it's gone for me over the last couple of years. But the nationals was race six. It was only when I look back on my my plan afterwards when I was kicking myself over it. I went. Hmm. I'm not let that happen again, you know. So it might just have been coincidence. I don't know. Um, so next time you back. next time you plan the nationals to be race five. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen, as you see, because of COVID. We're only going to have well, hopefully, we're going to have the Leinster's on fourteen, the fourteenth of August, and the nationals on the sixth. So I will only have two races now. There's possibly a couple of graded meets. It's just you go event set up, you go and run for a time, you race each other for a time. And um, there might be a couple of them for that, but we won't get a full season like out of it. So you just have to make do it what you have. Like, um, yeah. but normally, like as you said, like, looking back, if there was something I would pick out of it, like that would be something. Why, why did I run five races before the nationals? Yeah, you yeah. know, but like kind of same twenty twenty. That's it exactly, and it's something you learn from. You know, we won't do it again. Like, and we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, my goodness, I know it's so such a fickle thing. So nice. <laughs> It's, as you said, it's so frustrating when you put so much time and energy into it and every, every, everything, you sacrifice so much for all your training and for something to a certain extent is out of your control to happen. Like, it's just, it's just so frustrating. Like, so, so frustrating. But yeah. that, you have to, there's no point in wallowing it. As I said earlier, I'm an adult. You just have to get up, get on with it, put your head down and start, start all over again. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Like, 
I feel like I bring Jim Rohn up every podcast, but um, he's got a great he's got a great kind of saying to do with it, and it really held true for me because, like I said, it was it was two bad two bad years in a row after, like I said, putting in that eight months of work near enough, and um, it was you know it's like if if a farmer plants a seed, and you know it hails and ruins the crop, it's like are you just not supposed to plant again? That's it, yeah, that's true. It's like it sucks. Yeah. I know it sucks and it wasn't supposed to happen and you lost your yield, but if yeah. you don't plant next year, you know, don't let it spoil the whole thing just because of a, 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 an unfortunate coincidence. That's it. Look, you have to look at it as, uh, look, I'm delighted to be back running. I'm fit and healthy and delighted to be doing it. And the, every day is not going to be a good day. It's going to be bad days, you know, and you just have to learn from it. You've taken positives from it and move on. Like That's it. And like you said, at the end of the day, it's about you enjoying your sport. That's it, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Look, there's a lot of people in my age, maybe I don't know for different reasons, they can't do it. So yeah. you just you just have to be grateful for what you have, like and what you work with. And I get up in the morning, I know I'm training that night, I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. training like so it's it's my decision to do it and I love doing it, so I'll keep doing it as long as I can. And you mentioned maybe getting in a bit of powerlifting. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that after. <laughs> I really do think I really do think I'd like to do a bit of powerlifting as well. I think I think it's such an interesting sport. Yeah, it's definitely something I'd try. Um, I'd definitely try, obviously, I couldn't do it in conjunction with the running, with yeah. the sprinting. But I would try it at some stage. As I said, look, I love, I love a challenge, especially when it comes to sport. I love doing different things. Uh, I was going to study it in college and then I decided against it. And kind of, that's another thing. I'm like, mm, I might go back to college in the evenings and maybe pick up on something like that, you know? Yeah, um, But no, look, I, I love a challenge and in sport and been fit and healthy and things like that. And maybe someone's saying you can't do something in sport for different reasons, you're a woman or this or that, women can't lift. And that, I suppose that was something for a long time, women don't lift weights and all this kind of crack. I'm like, why? You know, why yeah. not? Why can't we? Yeah. You know, it's, like, so. It's not, it's not, it's not that you can't, it's just that for a long time you didn't. Didn't, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, exactly. You know, that's it. It's like, I feel like it's the same thing as, you know, men doing ballet, that whole Billy Elliot movie. You know, it's like, it's not that yeah. they can't, it's just that they don't in general. Exactly. It just wasn't a done thing for, for, for a long time. Like, and it's just, yeah. Everything's changed now, but no, any new challenge for me, as I said, when the, well, I'll put it this way, when I'm told someday I can't run, maybe because of an injury or whatever the case may be, I'll be looking for something else to do, so. Yeah, definitely. I feel like powerlifting as well, it's the, it's the, the weightlifting equivalent to sprinting. Yeah. The big, short, explosive burst, get all the little small things right, you know, every little thing matters, do it good, do it right, and explode. Exactly. You know, it's really, yeah. I, I really like powerlifting. I think I like sprinting as well. Um, but as well as that, like long, I got into the long distance run as well. I don't know, there's something like I definitely felt that when I did the when I did the long distance run, it literally does it steals the speed from your legs. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not. It's different twitch fibers and stuff in your legs, and it's just I, I think you're either built for one or the other. Like it's as I said earlier, anyone can go out and enjoy a three k and a five k, or vice versa with sprinting and stuff. But like, you want to be decent at it. Like it's it's. Don't get me wrong, doing the 3Ks and that, like on a nice evening, it can be nice to do, but yeah. not something I'd wake up in the morning and go, yeah, go out for a nice 5K today. It's so funny because for you, because for me, 5K is uh, is a short run. Yeah. And a half marathon is a long run. And for yeah. you, obviously, because you run so short, you know, 5K is a long run and uh, a half marathon is just ridiculous. <laughs> That's the thing, like, I, even you'd be at the track there and you see people doing 5k on a track, and I'm just looking, going, why? Like, yeah. why? But that's their discipline, that's what they enjoy doing. Yeah, like, yeah. I appreciate that, but yeah, no, it's and you put it this way anything over 200 is long for me. Yeah, <laughs> I did a, I did a 5k with Laura. Um, Laura, guys, is Ashton's sister. I remember she, cause she was here in the gym and she was looking for a PB, and um, I and Stephen basically, I was just sitting there, and Stephen said, Oh, sure. Brandon, you'll jump on the race there with her and, and give her a good push. Now, if anybody knows Laura, like Laura would be at least 100 times runner than I am. But I, like I said, I get very, very competitive. And um, I just made sure to get a, an inch ahead of her and just try and hold that line for as long as I could. And obviously, like I said, as long as, if you kind of get ahead, now I don't know, in fairness, I don't think like she finished the race with a smile on her face. And I finished, there was a picture of me and I literally looked like a zombie. Like I took, like I said, I took it personally, like as I'm going to die or I'm going to win. Um, and it, it was, again, it was just a little bit of motivation. But because she's such a runner, she sat behind me and I said, like, she was probably chatting away or whatever. And I was trying my best. I literally had a pain in my chest and my stomach. I thought I was going to die a few times. Um, but like I said, there's something about that intensity. 
that yeah. was just like like a 5k is intense the same way you kind of enjoy that intensity of a sprint you know it's like i'm sure for the big boys doing the 5k at this hard pace that they can maintain like i'm sure it's just a similar kind of intensity i don't know why it is. yeah human beings just we love to be ramped up right to the end end gear for some reason that's it exactly yeah well the yeah. athletes do anyway just on the edge of it could all fall off or you know we could we could win exactly you have, you have to give it all and everything you do there's no point in looking back as i said and just going why, why didn't i push myself that wee bit harder like same yeah. even in the gym there it's like some days you're tired and you're going in or whatever the case may be and it's just like oh, walking in the door going oh i'm not feeling this today and you're there you're still going to push yourself yeah you're not just going to kind of half hour well you won't let us anyhow that's but right. um that's why <laughs> you're still going to do it uh? That's why coaching's amazing. Like, because it's something we always got growing up, you know. Like, literally, I remember showing up some days, and if there was no coach there, I literally would have just sat on the floor. And when there's a coach there, he like they make you give, even if there's yeah. nothing in the tank. It's like, well, look here. I honestly don't like. I don't care how you feel. To be fair, it's not my yeah. job to coddle to your feelings. You know, it's my job to push you. And even if that means you're not going to get any recluse or PB, it, whatever is in that sponge today, we're going to wring it dry. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like if, if 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 as I said, if you have a bad day or a shit day at work or whatever the case may be, if you physically get up off the sofa and made it to the door of the gym, you're halfway there. Like yeah, you know, like right. even if it's a bad day, once you walk in that door, you're going to do it. Like yeah, it's it's I'm mean, nearly starting towards part. Once you kind of in it, you're like right, fine. We're we're like the momentum is nearly carrying now, but it's it's always the thoughts that just that dread. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. People, people, I don't. I think as well because we have such a relaxed lifestyle you know for the most part obviously like it's not physically intense to that same level like i think back to boxing and i think of like um an intensity and an effort level that i had to put out like i can still remember we went up to a, a boxing club in dublin and i had this spar and i was literally same as lower the race with lower except it was it was the fighting equivalent like i literally was going to die in the ring like literally like i generally thought i was going to die after the first round and there was still two more to go and I was like, what? And then yeah. after, and then not even after that, then we did two more rounds, and they're like, should we go again? I like, yeah, please, no. And we 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 just don't realize that we have that. Like, we can literally dig that deep, like to where yeah. you not now you think you're done, and you think you're not even at a hundred. You think you're at one hundred and fifty percent, and we're going to do that three more times. Yeah, and it's like that's really what we're capable of. Yeah, that's it exactly. And there is everybody has some kind of determination or stubbornness maybe I don't know in them that will push them on and get them through anything like that as well like yeah so um just kind of just briefly how do you feel maybe the the fighting fit training like how, how do you how do you how do you find it compared to maybe any other training you've done or does it complement your running or does it you know do you have to kind of juggle it yeah no no it does it makes a big difference as I said I've been going to different gyms for years and no disrespect to any other gym I was going and doing what I enjoyed doing and it was lifting heavy weights and whatever the case may be but join it was Laura Laura got on to me about fighting fit and um, she asked she's asking you love it come the boys are brilliant it was grand Um, I went down for the week trial in the the old gym I suppose if you want to say um, two years ago now nearly and I knew from the first two days I was like yeah that's me I'm here that's it just one-on-one <sighs> -on -one coaching is a big difference I did I did personal training for four and a half years with the same lad and he was brilliant it was absolutely amazing uh, he left and I was like, if he's going, I'm going because that's all I knew for the four and a half years. Yeah. And I went to a different gym and like that, I could go in and spend an hour and a half in a session. And I do my program, a program made out for me and I do the program. But it just still wasn't the same enjoyment in it. And as I said, it just wasn't complimenting my running at all. So when I went down to fighting fit, I dropped my weights down uh, quite a bit from what I, what I know I could have done um, and do more reps and that kind of ties in with my plyometric work and stuff for my for my running and yeah. um, the cardio end of it and the intensity of it and the, the hit sessions in in particular like that just keep you constantly moving um has really complemented like as i said earlier when i start when i started a couple of years ago with yourselves i was i ran my first 60 in 9.1 and i'm now down to 8.59 was my quickest last season that's unreal um, and that was just with the change in my training, as I said, my mindset, my diet and everything. But that all came with you guys as well. Like you could go into any gym there and the coach might say to you, hey, you're eating going grand, yeah? But if I'm actually logging it now, I know if I'm logging it, anybody yeah. can look at it at any stage and it's accountability. Like, and yeah. it makes such a difference. Um, 
but it's it's also the, the group that's there. Like, there's a great group there. There's, there's banter. There's crack. You enjoy going. It's a half yeah. hour session. You're in out. I can still go and run then before or after it if I need to. Or I can train my make my session, um, for that week. You can plan your week. There's plenty of options for for classes and stuff as well. But it's made such a difference. Plus, what I do find is, you guys are generally interested in us doing well. Like, I can only talk obviously about myself. I know you are in general, but for myself, like. I know if I've races coming up, you will use guys will always say to me, best of luck, let me know how you get on or many weeks have you left for your race. And it's kind of obviously I do it for myself because I love doing it, but it's good to know that somebody else is kind of like, how are you getting on? Like, how's it going for you? They're supporting you. Exactly, yeah. And that makes that makes such a difference. And you don't just get that in the normal big gyms out there. And um, as I said, there's very good coaches out there as well. I know that. Um, but just that's that's what I find about it, is is the group in it. Um, that's there and there's a bit of banter and crack as well you get your job done you get you get your training session done you can have the crack and banter after it but for me personally for, for the running end of it like it's brought me on leaps and bounds like I've knocked a second off my times and sprinting that's oh, huge like, and like we discussed that's massive yeah it's it's huge like as I said I'm, I'm not always in it for the medals Um, I am this year because I want that full <laughs> medal but um, but like if I if if I can walk away for, from my races and go look at the end of the season and go a good season I I, I increase or I decrease my times massively, like that's that's half the battle for me. Like the two hundreds as I mentioned earlier, I only took up recently. Um, I went from thirty one thirty one for the first two hundreds to twenty eight eight. That's unreal. Since they joined fighting thick, like so so like there's a there's a massive difference in it. Um I think the the half hour sessions are making a huge difference. As I said earlier, I in different gyms I had programs there that I just walked through the program my own pace and it could take an hour and a half. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a time slog as well, really, isn't it? It is to be fair, because look, I train eight and nine times a week on a normal week. I do the five sessions generally in fighting fit, um, and I do um four three or four sessions. Uh, running wise or, or my drills one evening whatever the case may be so like it's a lot of time away from home as well working full time um, so like it suits like I can do a half hour session there and I can go do half hour drills yeah. and then I know my next night is my longer stuff so you know it works very well it complements it complements me personally for, for the running big time um, yeah. plus to be honest with you I'm a completely different athlete than I was a few years ago since I started there um, I can see it I look back on old videos I even look at my technique and everything and I look back I've I have a lot more core strength, which kind of um, my my posture and stuff running has completely changed. I look back at videos from three years ago, Jesus Christ, where, what was I thinking? Like, What well, was I doing? I was the same. I, I had a wee uh, look back there. I've got a video of me when I just started doing a little bit of Olympic lifting. And that, like, one of the great things about Olympic lifting is, it, like, if there's a hole in your, like, posture a little bit, like, it just kind of shows it. Oh, my goodness. Like, if you're not actively working on it, I mean, you're just forming into the shape of the chair. Um, and that shows, like I said, probably when you're sprinting, like, especially, it's fine if you're a couch potato and you're just going into a little bit of keep fit, all that kind of stuff. But if yeah. you're an athlete, these, like I said, these little things matter. You know, your range of motion in your stride, the position of your chest, the, the range of motion in your shoulders and your arms to get that extra drive. It already yeah. fits back there. Well, it does. And that goes down to, the, I find with the classes, like, I'm not just sitting here because you're in front of me saying it, but he's correct us when posture's wrong or whatever. And I know for a long time, and I've walked on it so much over the last few months, I had a problem with my shoulders been forward the whole time. And you're, for a while there, you're constantly bashing shoulders back. And I'm all mindful, but I found a difference in my running technique now because I'm pinning my shoulders back, which means I'm powering my arms more. You yeah. know, so it's a knock-on effect everywhere. But if you're, I suppose, in a normal setting in the gym, there's nobody there to correct you. Yeah, unless you, you pay know? out your second ear for PT. That's the thing, like exactly, and it's it, it's a small set in there as well. Obviously, even before COVID and stuff, like it's a small set in there, and you can keep an eye on us, and it, like you know what we're all individually there for as well, you know, and and, yeah. and the advice and everything. Like I know at the end of any session there, I can go to and say, look, there's a bit of a niggle here. What I do or whatever the case may be, like so. It has. It's made me personally. It's made me a, a far better athlete. Um, yeah, we we've been great to have Ash. Obviously, it's it's great to see. Like I said, I say it every podcast. Anybody that takes the coaching on board is like it literally makes it makes my day if i see somebody and i and i say something to them and like i said and then obviously because there's no there's no quick fix over a few months if you can really see the change like that's yeah. that's 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 honestly what motivates me and it's like oh thank god somebody's listening yeah yeah exactly i can imagine that yeah for yourselves like as coaches definitely but look for me there's no point in because i keep saying doing it half hours like 
I'm, I'm in it for the whole thing like and if that comes down to food or posture or technique or anything like that and training like you just have to do it all right you can't just decide what bits you like doing and do them uh, more than others whatever the case may be like it's a, it's a whole program like. yeah you really have to double down on your weaknesses yeah definitely you know I mean? it's, it's, it's everybody like it's great it's great to run the pattern that you've mastered but yeah. you know you're not going to grow much you've, like I said especially if you're coming to the upper limits of it it's like it's great to keep it short but then it's time to start, you know, doubling down. Like, what's the, the chink in your armor? If there's a chink in your armor, that's probably the place to double down on. Yeah, that's it, exactly. You have to be yeah. aware of that yourself, though, as well. And it's great as well for a coach because you're only behind your two eyes. And unless you're training, you're recording your sessions, or you're constantly looking at yourself in the mirror, it's great to have somebody who kind of knows what, what, it's, what it's supposed to look like and yeah. to be able to just give you a cue right on the spot. Shoulders back. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. You know, or knees out or giving you cues that maybe you don't even know, like, oh, your feet are supposed to be straight. I didn't know that. That's great. Exactly. Look, and at the end of the day, it prevents injuries as well as everything else. Like, so, so like, it's great to have that there on a constant basis, like when you are training. Yeah. And again, it's 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 all for naught without the diet. That's it. Exactly. Like, as I said, like, I'm sure a lot of people are the same over COVID there now. I struggled with diet and it was pure frustration more than anything else because I, I would kind of be, you want a better word, emotional leader. Yeah. If, something, if something doesn't go right, it's just like, I'm either not eating anything today or I'm just going to eat crap. Um, and that's just the way it is. But you can't train and eat crap. Like it just doesn't, you don't, well, I personally don't have the energy. If I eat yeah. crap, I don't have the energy to train anyhow. I just but, get injured. That's, that's, if I, I notice if I don't eat right and I train, because I, like I said, I just have this mindset that I've kind of tapered back. I used to give 95% in every single session. It was just kind of, that was the mindset we were brought up with boxing. It was like, if you show up here, we die here. That's the mindset. And what I noticed was I used to get injured an awful lot because you, you literally can't sustain that. And then when you get tired and that's your mindset, your your mechanics go wonky and then that's when you get injured. So okay, yeah. now it's a case where I will literally train to 70 to 80% consistently and I'll probably do that forever. That's a lot more sustainable. It's a lot easier on the body and you can kind of, you can run with that for long term. But if my diet isn't right, I notice if I go 70, 80, 90%, something blows every yeah. time my wrist my elbow my shoulder my knee my back whatever it is it's because what did it say it's like you're trying to build a house but rusty nails yeah and that, it makes sense like it yeah. makes sense it's, it's, to me there's no point in training if you're not 95 percent of the time eating right like yeah and everybody look we're all human at the, the end of the day like you're gonna have days or you're gonna have times where it's just like oh that was just an awful day food wise you just get up in the morning you start again I would, I would literally even, I would say 80, 20, you know, and for the vast majority, 70%, like for you, you're talking from an athlete perspective. And unfortunately, when you're an athlete, it's 90, 95% of the time, unfortunately, you know, because there's, if you're eating shit to somebody out there not eating shit, and chances are, that's who you're going to be competing against. Okay. Yeah. But if you're just competing against yourself and you're coming from a place where maybe you're not an athlete, you're just overweight, you're just unfit, you know, 70% will do the job right. You know, eat, yeah. eat really good. Monday, to ha say Saturday at 6 p.m. and then you know Saturday have your cheat meal whatever that evening have a good breakfast Sunday morning have a cheat meal Sunday yeah. two snacks and get back on track you know one thing yeah. I kind of realized more and more that I work here is people actually don't have a problem with the diet plans people have a problem with maintenance plans people it's it's not it's not a, like I because I constantly see this Boom. Anybody watching, I'm going down the graph and back up the graph. And the issue is, it's not actually going down the graph. It's the fact that they can't find normal. Because okay. I, know, I, I know myself that I literally, like, if I don't eat sugar on a day, it's a very rare day. Yeah. But my, my thing is, like, I literally have, will pretty fluctuate about 5 to 10% from where I am. Whereas, you know, it's an awful lot of people that kind of swing up 20, 30%. And then that kind of leaves them view you because you go from having this big project to do and then once the big project is over, you have to go back onto this big, you know, relapse almost. And then at the end of your relapse, now you've got another big project on your hands. Yeah. You know, so for an awful lot of people, like I said, I'm sure you've probably got no issue now at this stage. You found that lifestyle that suits you. Yeah. That's yeah. it, exactly. And, and as I said, look, on off-season, the eating's not the same as it normally is, like when, I, when I'm training. The off-season now, we'll be finished now in September. We won't restart training probably the end of October. So I know that gap there, I can take the foot off the pedal slightly. Not too much because you don't want to be yeah. starting from scratch again. 
Um, but you can take the, the foot off the pedal. And I know, I know my year. I know what way it goes. I know, I know coming up to races, I just have to clean it up even more than I would in a normal week and stuff. Like you just know what it, whatever event you're involved in or whatever your normal day to day plan is. Like you know yourself, you have to be responsible for it. Like yeah, we we used to take three months off every year with boxing, and I remember like I literally was starting fresh every year. Like every yeah. year, so you, you take three months off, you literally would not do a tap and not focus on your diet at all. Like I said, poor discipline, whatever. Um, when you go back after them three months, square one, getting second to the side of the field again. That's, that's the thing, like, and, and you don't want to, and that's what I kept talking to you about even when I was injured there over, over COVID. Like I knew, I knew my food wasn't great. I knew it wasn't. But I was so frustrated then as well with the, I couldn't do any cardio. There was very yeah. little cardio work I could, I could skip. That was it. Yeah. Neighbours were laughing at me because I actually thought there was a child in my garden constantly skipping. <laughs> um, but that was literally the only cardio I could do. And that's, that's what I was concerned about was coming back and having to start from scratch again to build my fitness before I even think about racing. Yeah. Um, I know I'm fair play for not letting it all, all go to pot because I'm sure an awful lot of people did. And that is honestly what, what differentiate the athletes from the non-athletes. Because you kind of have this goal in the back of your mind, this, yeah. this like this high intensity event that has to be done. You know, you just can't sit in your arse. That, you that's can't. the thing, like, yeah, that's the thing, like, and I, I was signed up for the Europeans there in, in, in March, and look, it wouldn't have happened anyhow with the injury, because it was due to be the week after um, the Nationals, but that is postponed until January, um, now at the minute now, obviously, COVID and everything, I don't know, but go ahead, they're saying at the minute, there's a possibility it will, so like, that's the focus now for January, so like, normally, as I said, our off season would be, September until the end of October. That'd probably be cut even shorter now because we'd be building for the in, for the European indoors, um, in in January. But you just have to buy. You just have to get the balance right now. Like you just, oh. just have to know what way to walk. If I want to be in them Europeans, I know what I have to do. Like, and I can't just eat crap and train whenever I feel like. You have to have a plan in place and you have to walk through it. Like that's just yeah. it. And sometimes, that's and that, that's, cool. it's, it's so important to kind of have that higher meaning because. Rice and rice and broccoli and chicken can be very boring, you know, if that's kind of your approach or steak and eggs or whatever it is, you know, after a point, it's going to hit a point where it's like, you know, I'm just not bothered. So it's like, you better have something better than rice or better than the Chinese to just kind of switch on to. Um, it needs to be this, oh, well, how good would it feel to be walking away with a European gold medal? That's it, exactly. Like, you have to put it in perspective um, at times. And sometimes you just need to rein yourself back in a wee bit. If you are having a bad week or a bad two weeks or whatever the case may be, you just need to rein it back in and go, how much, how, how bad do I want this? Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's something you want to focus on. You just need to knuckle down and do it. So I'm just on this action, anybody listening, do you have any kind of pro tips for anybody that's struggling for motivation? You know, they, they need to kick it up the arse. They're, they're looking to maybe achieve something that they've never achieved before. Uh, what advice would you give them? Um, just if, if there's something you always wanted to do, no matter what anyone tells you, no matter how you feel on that day that you decide, oh, I should have gone back to, I don't know, football running, anything like that, just get up and do it. Baby steps. You're not going, you're not going to be back to the best of your ability within a few months, even maybe a year. You're still not going to be. If there's something you want and you want it that bad, just get up and do it. And once you're enjoying it, you'll do it for as long as you can. Um, mix with the right people. Get into the right group of people, be it coaches, be it gyms. Um, do, do, do it I suppose mix with people of the same mindset as you and that's that's I found that was, that was half the battle like look when we were in college I remember distinctly and it was all something stuck in my head and it was all something that motivated me and completely away from running but it, you know what I mean when I say it, it was when we we were very young we found out we were we were having our daughter we were 20 um, and I went to one of the lectures and told him look I'm pregnant I'm going to be missing a lot of classes whatever else and his words to me were and it always stuck with me and that's a long time ago. And he always, he said to me, oh, that's it. Education out the window. That's it. That's everything gone. No education, no nothing. You'll make nothing of yourself. And I just went, right, okay. And that was the motivation from that day that I kind of went, nobody's going to tell me I'm not going to be able to do anything in this life. Absolutely yeah. nobody is going to tell me I'm not going to be do anything. Look, we went out and sat our exams nine days after our daughter was born. Pure stubbornness, let me tell you. Um, and and do, you, do you think he meant it or was he doing his egg yawn? No, 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 he, made, he, he was a funny character, a very good lecturer, but a very funny character, but no, he genuinely meant that, like, he was oh, just like, well, that's it, your life's over, and you know education, and I was kind of like, all right, okay, and yes, look, we were young, 
we, we bought a house three years later, we, we sat our exams, we got our diplomas, we got our degrees, um, but that always stuck in my head. And if there's ever a day that I'm kind of we're running, even in particular, and I'm feeling down, I'm like, remember what someone like him said, they always told you couldn't do something, you can get up and do whatever it is you want to do. Once you're fit and healthy, there's something you genuinely want to get back involved in, why can't you do it? Don't let people put obstacles in your way. You're your own person, you've one life. Just go ahead and live it and do it, whatever it is that you want to do and whatever you enjoy doing. That's awesome. Great advice. Ashton, thanks so much for joining us in the podcast. Really, really good talking to you. Good fun, great information. You're something woman. <laughs> Don't worry about that, Brandon. Thanks a million. Thanks for everything. Great, great stuff. Talk All right, guys. Soon. Thanks so much for listening to us. And uh, hopefully, we'll hear you in the next or we'll see you in the next one. You'll hear us. And um, thanks so much. That has been the fight for the show. Have a brand. That's been Ashton. I will see you in the next one. Peace. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs>